Welcome to This is Arabella, hosted by Reverend Arabella Marie, interfaith minister, psychic, twin flame, healer, writer, and a whole lot of other things. And this is the podcast for you if you're interested in spiritual principles, concepts, the esoteric, divine love, awakenings, if you're a starseed interested in aliens and general spiritual woo-woo, then this is the place for you, and we're glad you found us. Today's episode will begin shortly after this sponsorship moment. Good evening, my lovers. Welcome to a very special episode of This is Arabella. I am Reverend Arabella Marie. If you are a returning listener, welcome back to this party called Spiritual Journey. Now on this spiritual journey, a very important part of it is our human experience because we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So we're gonna talk about sex tonight, lovers. I hope you hang around as we unpack some of my personal experiences and things which the divine would like me to share with you to get the conversation going. If nothing else in your own psyche so that you can work on expanding your consciousness. Um, a little backstory is that I was in a very long-term monogamous marriage. Prior to that, in my teen years, definitely not monogamous, uh, very open with sex and uh, exploratory. Um, We'll unpack a little bit of that uh, further down the road. After my marriage, I had the amazing, amazing experience of astral telepathic sex with my twin flame, whom if you guys have been around a while, you know that I met uh, in physical form in 2014. Um, And Even though the twin flame part of it was delicious, loving, powerful, blissful, and then not as the triggers started coming up. A large part of our spiritual journey is actually exploring ourselves and who we are and who we are not. So even though I was monogamous, Um, and actually that's not even fully true. The full truth is, um, 
I had had a fling with an old boyfriend while I was married, and that's the truth. But more so, my betrayal of my husband was that I sought out emotional fulfillment and emotional attachments with men that were not him. That was how I betrayed and cheated on my husband. Um, and that's not that uncommon. And honestly, in retrospect, uh, I have the capability like a man to just have sex, to be completely shut off from my emotions. That's who I was for a very long time. And I'm far from alone in being a woman that can be like that. We are the minority, but uh, we do exist. So for me to be emotionally intimate with a wealth of men that were not my husband was actually for me a greater betrayal than having a whole bunch of sex with people outside of my marriage. And... I think that needs to be talked about and explored a little bit for a lot of people that are seeking outside of themselves for something that they don't think they have within them. And that is why sex addiction and love addiction is so overwhelmingly profound in society. There's absolutely people that go to support groups for it, but a lot of people don't go to support for it. Um, A lot of sex addiction is about trying to fill that void within because we have not been taught that the void can be filled through our exploration with ourself and tuning into our own divinity. Divine love fills us up. And once that void is filled, you stop seeking outwardly. This is some pretty deep stuff about sex, isn't it? So in society, sex has been highly exploited. We have the porn industry, of course. However, it is prevalent my entire life. I was born in 1965, so I really have clear memories in the 70s, you know, and and 80s of uh, magazine ads that were sexual. Um, And I was always interested in marketing and advertising, actually from about fifth grade on. And I was completely conscious and did started research back then and we didn't have Google y'all like I I um, was quite interested in diving into the exploitation of women as nothing but a sexual object and how if a pretty girl was on the ad then uh, women would buy it because they too thought they had to be pretty in order to be worthwhile in order to be desirable to a man. So again, 
Uh, this is looking outside of ourselves. So society has certainly, um, in an immense amount of ways, betrayed us, brainwashed us into thinking we are less than if we don't look like a starving model that has had three hours of hair and makeup done. And that affects our sex life because it affects our, it affects our worth, our worthiness level. Um, so after my divorce and being married for uh, 31 years, being there but not there, I checked out in many ways, especially emotionally, and had many men ask me to leave my husband, and I thought about it seriously. <laughs> um, but stay. I have a lot of pride, honestly. So um, a lot of times we'll stay in things that have run its course, and then you look back and realize that you have lost a whole lot of lifetime on earth. And sex is a large part of that. So I explored a polyamorous life after my divorce. And I hooked up with an amazing tantric master a sex magician and his partner who was a female and the three of us had an amazing experience together um, I learned in that and actually it was my twin that had me begin exploring that in the mind by planting some seeds there and then exploring it in physical was an amazing experience as the woman that I was in relationship with was, she looked like she could have been my sister. We'll say that. And because I have body confidence issues, historically speaking, she helped me fall in love with me the biggest blessing possible. He taught me about the sacredness of sex, praying during sex, how we care for each other in our day-to-day -day life. So you know that blissful energy, like after orgasm, You can live in that all the time. It's a way of being. It's not just a physical experience. It's not just a physical release. That's not what sex was divinely created to be. It is twofold. It is to bring forth new humans to this planet, for one. Okay? But two... It's for sacred pleasure. 
So if you've been listening to me for a while, or even if you're new, hopefully you know a little bit about energy, which I have mentioned previously, and that everything is energy. So the people that you hang out with as just your friends and family and you're not having sex with influence you. You become them because we are energetic beings and we pick up other people's energy that we choose to be around. When you decide to have intercourse physically, again, you become that person, but on a very much deeper way. So there's this fine line of we are one, we're here to love everyone, we're here to explore sex, but at the same time, with all the outside influences of society and telling us we're supposed to be a porn star, we're supposed to wax our pussy, we're supposed to bang it hard from the backside, We're not supposed to be intimate. We're not supposed to be vulnerable. And a lot of these things are subconsciously communicated to us throughout the society that we live in. And all of that is false. Sex and love is absolutely beautiful and wonderful, especially when you are in tune with the knowledge that you are a spiritual being and sharing your spiritual essence with another person. Because when you are exchanging energy physically, not only are you picking up their energy, but in their energy contains their karma, their DNA, their soul contracts, their lies, their truths. So if you are fucking anyone that you do not want to be in every way, well, it oftentimes creates a lot of subconscious pain and you're creating more grief. You're creating more chaos in your life by doing so. So that is why I is a sacred sex practitioner. I have studied with uh, Australian sexologist, Juliet. Um, well, I don't know why I can't remember her last name. Allen, Juliet Allen. Besides my tantric master that I studied with and his goddess who I studied with. Um, and then also as a twin flame, a large part of the process and awakening with twins is to have telepathic sex on a regular basis to heal each other from the karma, clear the old DNA, clear the ancestral sexual wounding and everything. It's definitely a sacred practice. Although yes, it still feels good. I'm hoping For this first episode where I talk about the sacred sex, that it piques your interest. It gets you thinking about the sexual choices that you have made 
what you were truly seeking by having sex with that woman or that man. Were you trying to fill a void? Um, Did it happen once, twice at most, and then you would break it off because you're afraid of vulnerability and intimacy? That's your work there. Um, I also, many years ago, made many videos and had many followers when I was talking about sacred sexuality because at that time I was a 50-year-old woman, not in menopause yet. I was single for the first time in my life, really. And um, there is a large group of women that get divorced historically around that that age. Um, And then they're quickly replaced by a younger version of them, which is so painful to live through. But at that time I was documenting my story of divorce publicly. I was documenting it publicly. We went through a conscious uncoupling. And I found that there was a lot of women in similar shoes and a lot of women that had never touched themselves. A lot of women that had never masturbated with a dildo. A lot of women who had no clue what they actually liked or didn't like. A lot of women particularly that couldn't communicate to their sexual partner clearly I want this I don't want that let's talk about this Um, and it's interesting because and I know this firsthand okay I've lived this firsthand is that instead of developing intimate communication with another person we go right to having sex When actually, if you develop intimate communication, intimate friendship with your partner, then take that into having a sexual relationship with them, then it can stick. Something to think about for you. I, uh, and as I said, I completely understand that because although married for 31 years, I'd met him when I was a teenager and um, we had no communication skills at all. And when sex was involved in our, in our marriage, uh, like I said, I can just check out. I, in past lives, have been a man many times. I have a lot of masculine energy, even though I'm a woman. And so... It would be wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And that was fine with me. I was not interested in being intimate with him, truly. And it's sad to say, but that's the truth. I was never vulnerable and I was never intimate with my husband of 30 years. My story is not unique, which is really, really sad. So it's time for me to go back to helping society again with some of the sexual spirituality work that I was doing previously so that we can heal this. Men that are um, not nurtured 
at a young age and then abandoned when they still need nurturing end up a lot of times being sex addicts. I've shared that previously. And then there's a lot of women that hate men and have all this father wounding, but they're married. And so they try to have sex with their husband, but a lot of times they shut down and don't want to have sex. And then the man goes and has an affair or whatever. So when we can change society and raise our boys to be nurtured as long as possible, to make nurturing men and boys through non-sexual ways, the norm. And when we can change from a society that glorifies women as only a sexual object and that we help her heal her sexual um, molestation and or father wounds as the norm to be healed, to be a healed girl, to be a healed woman. When we can break these patterns back at the level where they've started and how we raise our children, it all starts with our children and our grandchildren. That's how we change the world. Because when we go around fucking everybody without thinking about it, or we fuck other people without being in a space of true love, we are sharing that disdain, our hatred, our guilt, our shame, our pain, our blame. We're sharing it with that partner and then it manifests more. It manifests into our children. It manifests into the grandchildren. That's how there's so much wounding in the ancestral lineage and why a lot of light workers and star seeds are clearing that. And a big part of it is clearing the sexual abuse, the sexual trauma, the sexual wounding that is present in so many of us in society. So I'll be exploring more of this this year. And it very much is in relationship to Twin Flames because that's what Twin Flames do through their telepathic sexual connection, which is a very important, regular way that they connect. They're helping each other heal all the ancestry of sexual abuse, all the people they've ever had sex with. We clear it for them and vice versa. This is important work and stuff that people don't want to talk about. And I didn't want to talk about it because honestly, um, I went through a rebirth in 2016. My twin had been in my life for a while. Um, I was absolutely following divine guidance and I was on top of the world. I thought everything was lining up and just fine. And the universe pulled the rug out from under me as it does. You know, I'm far from alone in that. Um, and I had a nervous breakdown and I wanted to kill myself because he chose someone else. And a lot of people think, well, that's no big deal. He chose someone else. Move on. What you don't understand is when a twin flame does that, a true twin flame, you feel them having sex with the other person. 
a true twin flame, you're there with them having sex. It feels like you are being raped. It feels like you are being molested. It feels like you, um, you start transmuting all of their partner's pain because at that time there had been some messing around on both parties. However, um, he actually was in a state of love with this person. It was a certain level of love. And this is a complicated thing because it's actually the twin flames that are in love, but then you bring a third party into it. And, um, it's kind of like taking the biggest hatchet you've ever seen and splitting somebody's heart in two. So at that time when it happened, not only was I triggered, I wanted to blow my brains out. However, I could pick up on his new partner's thoughts about men, about him, about her physical issues. I started having to transmute them for her. And the reason I had to transmute them for her is because I was having symptoms in my physical body. And I laid there hemorrhaging for two and a half weeks on a mattress laying on a floor where no one knew I was at. I am only sharing this because I've worked through it. I'm not a victim, but it's important to know the connection that you have if you are a true twin flame and how if your ego is telling you, I'm going to abandon you before you can abandon me or she's better off without me or he's better off without me. You don't know the trauma and the karma. There is a sense of karma there that you have just created for yourself. And anything you do to your twin is actually doing it to yourself. Is it reversible? Absolutely. Part of the process is learning forgiveness and unconditional love. But any third party that you have brought into your twin flame connection or ever choose to becomes them. It's not just about you and this person you've chosen. It's a third party. And in fact, I've said many times I've written that polyamory feels very much like a twin flame connection if there is a third party involved of a sexual nature. However, if you have wounding when that happens, you might have a mental breakdown too. I've actually heard of people committing suicide on the twin flame journey. More than one. It's um, serious consequences. It's not karma. It's consequences that you are creating for yourself and a whole lot of other people when you bring someone into this immensely deep soul connection. Um, so I think we're going to wrap it up there. Heroes Gamos is what we'll probably explore next time. You can look it up on Google H I E R O S G A M O S. It's a sacred sex between the divine God and goddess, putting it simply for you. 
And that's how we change the world by beginning to look at our daily practices as sacred events and sex and sexual compatibility, sexual energy with the person that you choose to become is important. So I actually am on a long time. I think we're on almost year five, four and a half, five, uh, since I've had physical sex. I'm far from alone in that is a divine feminine twin flame, sacred celibacy and telepathic astral sex, um, sharing energy with other people is what I've chosen is right for me at this time on my spiritual journey. Um, I'm sure there's others listening that relate. Um, yeah, and we'll wrap it up there. So moving into 2021, uh, I've shared on my YouTube videos, authenticity is number one. It's time to talk about it. It's time to come out of being a hermit in the cave. If you have knowledge that can help change society, then it's time to talk about it. Even if, um, it's interesting because when I did this before it was in videos and there was a part of me, I was brave, but I was still uncomfortable about what people would think, but I've done my work and you've done your work too. You're ready to share your knowledge with others, whether it's about sacred sexuality or meditation. Okay. Um, it's important that we talk about it and communicate openly, especially in this year, because authenticity and community, new communities coming in, uh, divine feminines being open to receive love. And uh, any message for the divine masculine? Oh, well, he's clearing his sexual wounds. So there you go. Perfect timing for a podcast about sacred sexuality energy exchange, you become who you fuck. Um, and ego is the one that really has the need to have that physical thing. When you are in the higher love, divine love, heart to heart with someone, it becomes less and less important. However, we are here to have a human experience already. This is Arabella. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon. Thanks for listening today. This has been a Black White Production, copyright 2020-2021, recorded live in El Paso, Texas, United States. Until next time, this is Arabella.